All right, everybody, welcome into Sideline Spectator, episode 14. I'm your host, Jake Smith, along with my co-host, Sam Kell, and our third chair, per usual, is Drake Downs. Uh, follow us on Twitter, at JakeSmith1844, at SamWeezy2, at Downs, the number four anything. Uh, subscribe, rate, review, hopefully none of you uh, got your, you know, your car broke down or anything like that, uh, even though I wish that on a lot of you. Uh, we still have the same... Well, no, I think we picked up two more reviews, so shout out to those people. Uh, your car didn't break down. Uh, we have a interview on Friday's episode, uh, another Boston Media guy, so be, uh, be on the lookout for that on Friday. Um, okay, so guys, opening takes. The New York Jets have not beaten the New England Patriots since December of 2015. And the only reason why they beat the Patriots in 2015 in December is because the Patriots already had their seed wrapped up and Tom Brady only played the first half and then that was it. So it's been almost a full six years. Let me walk you through the things that have happened since the, the Jets, you know, beat the Patriots. Uh, Back in 2015, the iPhone 6 was released. Uh, hoverboards had just came out. The dress, everybody remember the dress? Was it was it white and gold? Was it uh, what was the other color? Blue or black? I think it's white. It was white uh, and gold, by the way. It's definitely white and gold. If you say yep. anything else, you're a psychopath. Blue and black for me. No shot. Uh, Obama was still the president. Uh, Patrick Mahomes was only in his second year at Texas Tech. And then thirdly, Tom Brady only had four Super Bowls at that time. So it a lot has changed since the Jets have beaten the Patriots. Uh, it was another curb stomping again. Uh, also, okay, I wish everybody would just shut up about Odell Beckham Jr. Like, oh, Odell's going, you know, to the Patriots. Odell, uh, the Packers are going to trade for the Patriots, like get Aaron Rodgers another weapon. Oh, he should, you know, go to this team, go to that team. I'm sick of Odell Beckham Jr. He has like one good highlight, one good catch, and he used to be able to take a five-yard slant 60 yards to the house. I think he's a probably high-end wide receiver too. Uh, maybe maybe low-end wide receiver too, high-end three. I don't know. Uh, he uh, he's probably done. I don't know. It's tough to it's tough to evaluate evaluate him because Baker is just not very good. Yeah, I don't know. I think his days as the number one are are probably done. His value it is dropping, but his name uh, keeps him at the value that he is. I'm kind of with Sam, where I think he's a solid wide receiver too. Definitely still gives you that threat. Um, sometimes it depends. It depends on what Odell you get. You know what I mean? So you're gonna get the one that's uh, get knocked out by the, the the ball catch, or are you gonna get a Odell that actually has his mind right, came focus, came to win? Sam, opening takes. Chiefs are done. They're done. At worst, quote unquote, dynasty ever. Uh, Pat, Patrick Mahomes has gone full Brett Favre. Uh, downhill, but Brett Favre. Let me clarify. Uh, he. He's just not getting away with the crap anymore. He's just not. I mean, they're done. Their defense sucks. Tyron Matthews sucks. He's blaming it. He looks like he's disappointing everybody else, but he sucks. Uh, I mean, Chris Jones, I, I don't know if he played, but if he is, then he's not doing a very good job because I don't even know. I can't even tell he's playing. 49, the safety sucks. Travis Kelsey is figured out. You rough him up. 
he's done. Tyreek Hill's just fast. I mean, they're they're not making the playoffs. They're 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 done. Blow it up. Uh, kind of like we discussed last time I was on. I mean, Patrick Mahomes cannot play from behind. I don't know how much he's had to in his past couple years that he's been in the league, but it's like once he gets down, he's out. You know, he like we talked about, he tries to play that hero ball. He tries to win uh, or come back, win the game in one play. Uh, It's I'm not I'm not completely going to say that they're out. Uh, There's still a lot of ball left to play, Um, but it's not looking good. It's definitely not. They have a lot of things to fix, and it's not just the defense, which is what everybody was saying. It's on both ends. Chiefs remaining a schedule. They got a gimme this week. Packers. At Raiders, Cowboys, you got then you got the Broncos, Raiders, Chargers, Pittsburgh, Bengals, Broncos. So I mean, there's a very w- good chance that they go one and four, two and three in the next five. And I mean, they're not they're not getting in with that, even with the elongated season. Yeah, that's the thing. It it's a lot harder actually to get into the playoffs. I get that there is a extra you know it was added this past season an extra playoff spot you know super wild card weekend if you want to call it that but with the extra game it kind of evens back out to where it was before before they added the wild card game because now it's like well 10 and 6 probably doesn't get you in the playoffs anymore you know what i mean you you have to be an 11 win team to like guarantee your spot if you even want to guarantee it it's weird because I feel like the whole time that I was watching that Titans and Chiefs game on Sunday, I was like, okay, here we go. Like the Chiefs are about to, this is the drive that Mahomes is going to come out. You know, he's going to hit Tyreek. He's going to hit uh, Travis Kelsey, you know, big games, big throws, all that stuff, playmaking ability. And it just never happened. Like I was waiting for it. I, I waited for it to like eight minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Whenever, and, and I think eight minutes ago, they, they had uh, had turnover on downs uh, at their own uh, like twenty yard line, like they were about to score, and you know just turnover on downs. And after that, I was like, "Wow, like this might be real that the that the Chiefs, you know, are actually falling apart because the Titans' defense not all that great. Obviously, they played extremely well on Sunday. Yeah. Maybe they maybe they found out what they need to do. Vrabel's a defensive guy, so maybe they're going to turn a corner, but you know, it's just weird. I just feel like every time I'm watching them, it's just like, oh, they're going to turn it around here, and they never do. I'm just trying to, like, I'm over here looking at the stats. I mean, he still threw three points, and he throws for 206, and then he's the leading rusher. Patrick Mahomes does scramble some, but he's not a Lamar. He's not a Kyler. He, he should not. He definitely shouldn't be your leading rusher with 35 rushing yards. Uh, I mean, I don't think it's necessarily like the blueprints out. I don't think anybody has figured them out as much as they've just self imploded at this point. All right. So news around the league. Joe Flacco, boys. Joe Flacco's back. He was still in the NFL, but he is back. He I just got he traded. Existed. He just got traded back to the Jets. Flacco, so anybody that that hasn't seen the news, Zach Wilson uh, sprained his PCL. He's going to be out two to four weeks. The the Jets went ahead and traded a late-round draft pick uh, to acquire Flacco from the Eagles, I want to say it was. And, uh, man, I hope Flacco goes out there, and I, I hope he does well, to be honest. Urban Meyer guys i wanted to tie this in with an with a meyer minute but it 
it's not really all that great. So, uh, Myra, Urban Meyer had his uh, press conference this morning. You know, they came off their bye. So, you know, look ahead this weekend. Uh, he said that during the bye, they did a lot of self-scouting. Okay, so I don't know if that's, you know, better hand placement in in the bars where people are taking videos of you. Uh, don't know what kind of self-scouting he's doing, but he also, a reporter asked him, you know, what... What did you uh, did you communicate with the with the players? And he was like, "Yes, I talked to my leaders." He he never called him captains. I don't know if that's like a college thing that he did. Like he didn't like do captains. He did leaders, but he kept calling them leaders instead of captains. Um, but he asked his leaders, "What can we do in practice to not make mistakes?" Holy crap! Like you're the coach. What what are you talking about? What are you going to your players about? Hey, I wonder how we can we can limit mistakes in practice that will carry over to a game. Like, you moron, that's your job. Yeah. Uh, and then thirdly, a reporter asks him, so how how do you think your draft picks, you know, obviously it's a rough start to the year. How do you think your draft picks are doing? You know, talking about Trevor Lawrence, uh, you know, Travis Etienne, he, he's out for the year. But, you know, just all your draft picks. He named three of his draft picks, and that was it. He named three players, and then – he asked the reporter that asked the question, he was like, um, help me out on the other guys. Like he literally said, like he doesn't even know. Do you know how long coaches and GMs take time to scout these players, to handpick them before the draft? Like, you know, these guys inside and out probably. And in his press conference, he was just like, yeah, who else was our draft picks? I, I can't even remember. I mean, like, Come on, Urban Meyer. How many do they um, have? How many draft picks do they have? He knew three out of how many? I have no idea. At least idea. seven, right? Uh, probably. I mean, they had two first-round picks. Um, oh, so I, probably more than that. Yeah, yeah, probably more than that. Um, it's wild, man. Urban Meyer, he is – I like him in the NFL, to be honest with you, because he's entertaining. Like, he's not entertaining. He's, like, so the opposite way that he is entertaining. Like, he doesn't mean to be, like – funny or you know mm -hmm. come off a certain way but he does like he just does like that's his aura i guess um and then guys the panthers are apparently in on deshaun watson drake i want to hear what you think about that there have been uh league and team sources both confirmed that there are talks within the building that the panthers are going to try to make a push to deshaun watson I mean, I don't I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. Uh what do the Panthers really have to give up for Deshaun Watson? Uh has that come out what they're willing to give up yet? But under a coach like Matt Rule, um hey, I I think it could be great cuz look what Sam Darnold, I mean, with Christian McCaffrey had been able to do when we thought Sam Darnold was dead. We thought he was dead in the water as far as his career goes. And then next thing you know, dude's throwing 300, 350 yard games and winning, going 3 and 0. And then your star running back comes out and then you are limited with your options. Um, no, I mean, I anybody that's in the market for a quarterback, it is a risk, but it's a risk worth taking if this pans out. I mean, they're saying he could not play next year. This this stuff could keep going, and then he could never play again. You never know uh, with situations like this. Uh, I think it could be a good fit. Panthers are a young team, got a lot of talent. Uh, just obviously need 
that guy at the head to lead you to anywhere further than three and O and then absolutely just uh, crap in the bed. Uh, yeah, I agree. I think the Panthers, if they can get him, they need to absolutely go for him and give honestly give up whatever it takes. And truly, there's only about six or seven teams in the league that I think shouldn't make a call about Deshaun. I mean, I can count it all on two hands, the team that don't need to make a call. I mean, I mean, Herb, I mean, you got Chargers, Chiefs. That's the only teams in that division. Uh, the NFC, AFC North, Steelers need to call about them. Dolphins need to call. Colts, I would call if you're the Colts. Jaguars probably aren't going to call because they just got Trevor Lawrence. That's six. Titans. I would, I would, they're not going to uh, Dude, if to I'm the Tennessee Titans, I'm call. I'm calling the Texans I about agree. Deshaun Watson. It's not going to happen because it's division no, rivals. Division rivals, yeah. yeah. And then the East, you got the Jets. They just took, I would, I would make a, I would make a call. I would just make a, just to see if I can give up Zach Wilson and two first. Done. I said it in the last pod. Uh, if I'm Bill Belichick, I'm at least calling Nick, Nick Casario yeah. and being like, Hey man, uh, you know, you used to work for me for 20 years. Uh, you know, what do you want uh what do you want me to give up for Deshaun Watson? I mean, yeah. I love Mac. Said it in the last pod. Love him, love what he does. Great player, uh great person, fits what we do. But Deshaun Watson, that's a tough guy yeah. to uh, you know, yeah. turn your turn your nose around to, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I'm a big Deshaun guy. Like I said, I'm not gonna go through all but there's not ten teams. There's not ten teams that in the league that aren't gonna call. There's twenty there's at least twenty two other teams that need to make a call. And honestly, Deshaun Watson uh, is getting paid. He's only getting paid uh, 10.5. If you want to count the signing bonus, uh, it's 15.5. And then next year, it bumps up to 35. And then it bumps back down in uh, in 2023 to 20 million. And then 24 and 25 are the last two years. And they're both 32 million a pop. Okay. So, I mean, it's his whole his the entire total of his deal was uh four years one hundred fifty six million dollars. Don't think the Texans are even going to trade within the AFC if they can go that far. Yeah, uh, they're probably trying to get him out of the division, the conference as a whole. I think the Forty ers might be a good look. Now, Forty ers if you can go with Trey Lance, which we don't really know much about him, but it's a um it's some trade value right there because there is that mystery and then some picks maybe even third jimmy g i'll give you two quarterbacks <laughs> uh maybe that's worth something to look at that's a drake I, I haven't thought about the 49ers aspect that would be could you imagine kyle shanahan just as an offensive coordinator i've said before i don't think kyle shanahan's a very good head coach but offensive coordinator there it's tough to find somebody better than than shanahan that would be incredible to see what he could do, especially with Kittle, with Debo Samuel, with Brandon Ayuk. I mean, that would be – I would actually – I would prefer to see that. I mean, it would be awesome to see Deshaun Watson with Christian McCaffrey and just see what that, that kind of looks like. Uh, but I, I'm with you, Drake. I, I like that 49ers angle. Keep him, keep him away from the AFC West, and I'm happy. Yeah, yeah, keep him away from the AFC East. The Chiefs' Twitter account. Whoever runs the Chiefs Twitter account should be fired. I don't know if they should be fired or they should be promoted. So whoever runs the Twitter account on Sunday, it says it, it has a picture of two Big Macs. Buy one, get one free. It says, thanks to the sack by Ben Neiman, Big Macs will be buy one, get one free tomorrow at Kansas City area McDonald's. 
Guys, they tweeted this out when the score was 27 to 0. So the mean, first comment on. underneath it is it's 27 to 0. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. Like, you got to be better than that. It, whoever the social media manager is needs to, like, look at this kid and be like, okay, you can either get out of my office or get out of my office. Those are the only two. I, if I'm the social media manager, I'm probably firing this kid ASAP as possible. I mean, that is such like, this, that's the saddest tweet I've probably seen this entire season. I'm reading the comments and somebody, somebody said, you did not just tweet this. And the next guy says, thank God, at least the Chiefs aren't down 27 to nothing. The team must have had this last night. I think they should fire Jackson Mahomes as their social media manager. Yeah. It's either Jackson Mahomes or uh, uh, Brittany Matthews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the worst. You talk about the worst fan base. Those two carry that awful fan base and give it a terrible name. If I was Patrick, I would just be like, you guys are not coming to any more games. Yeah. So uh, last thing before we get into the, uh, the games, Bruce Arians. It's hilarious because a uh, – somebody tweeted some random account, uh, black and gold for life. Uh, shout out them. He says, Bruce Arians has to be the only coach in the NFL who don't coach. Somebody quote tweeted it. That that's a Patriots account and says he's just there for the vibes. (laughs) And then somebody that's actually wrapped into the league. I don't know how he follows this guy, but somebody wrapped into the league, uh, commented back to him and said, I saw some Bucks players say uh, a couple weeks ago at practice during week five that Brady gathers the offense every Friday to coach them on run plays since they haven't been able to run the ball until recent weeks. I mean, like he, like Tom Brady is literally coaching that entire offense. Like it's crazy. Like he, he calls probably like 60% of his own plays from what I've seen. And it's just funny that it's like, dude, do you not have like an offensive coordinator or like you're the head coach? Like maybe think (laughs) about using Leonard Fournette and they do. They have ever since like apparently week five when Brady has started being like, okay, look, guys, that paint drinker over there is not going to uh, teach us how to run the football. So I'm going to because that's how you win championships. Uh, You got to have a balanced attack. It can't be all one sided. Uh, okay, Drake, get into reactions. Rams at Lions, the double revenge game. What do you got on the Rams? Um, I'd be honest, so far this year is probably one of the most boring uh, from the Rams side of the ball. Uh, Lions pulling every trick out of the hat. Desperate football is dangerous football when you have nothing to lose. Come out, march right down and throw the 70-yard pass uh, for seven, then turn around and do onside kick recover, then a fake punt. I mean, just getting out coached, especially from the special teams aspect, left and right. Uh, not much to take away from it. Uh, Jared Goff is going to Jared Goof. Uh, Matthew Stafford, a quiet, quiet three touchdown game. I'll see what he threw for. Uh, if someone can find that out for me real quick. But it it was it's beginning to look like Matthew Stafford is way better than anybody ever thought. Because that is so quiet and it's so expected already, and he's in his seventh game as a Ram. The intern just uh, just told me that he threw for three hundred and thirty four yards, three touchdowns, no picks, hundred and seventeen rating. Pretty good. Yeah, and so far this season, 
his QBR just with the Rams in these seven games is higher than Aaron Rodgers over his entire career. Don't know how to take that stat. Heard it today. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, it. Like I said, I, I've been a big advocate for for Matthew Stafford. I've said that he's a Hall of Famer with or without the the Rams, arguably. Uh, I'm actually wow, it's wild. I just noticed this. I'm a stand for all of our quarterbacks for Matthew Stafford and for Justin Herbert. Um, but yeah, the Rams. It's I, I, Drake. I was watching a lot of that game actually, and. Yeah, the one thing that I noticed was that Dan Campbell, and and I've noticed this, you know, throughout, you know, six weeks already, but this game against the Rams, it's like, you know, you know you're going to probably get your brakes beat in. But, like, it doesn't matter to Dan Campbell. Like, he is not scared of anybody. Anybody or anything, he's not scared. And uh, shout out, uh, what's his name, Panay Sula, the left tackle, he was not afraid of Aaron Donald Donald. at all. Like he was trying to pick fights. I would never pick a fight with a dude that trains with knives. Um, Uh, I mean, no, they definitely, like I said, desperate football is dangerous football. I mean, think about it. The Lions and the Jets organizations. As a coach, you only have up to go. So, I mean, the whole crying thing, I think passionate football is cool. But at the same time, I'm like – I hope you're not doing that to keep your job because, dude, your job's really probably not in danger for at least three zero and sixteen zero and seventeen years, dude. Because yeah, I think I think his job is very. I, they're Owen, but I think he there's no chance of him losing his job anytime soon. I, I still think, think that yeah. they're one of the better zero and seven teams we've ever seen. Because might be the best zero and seven team ever. I mean, if they had a quarterback, that's all I'm saying. If Detroit ever got a quarterback, they'd be a good football team. It's crazy if uh, the Lions. I do think that the Lions are gonna come out this year with at least one win i mean they're a pretty i mean like let's be real they're a pretty gritty football team they love their coach they want to play hard for him and they they actually have a pretty decent roster if you look at it but it's funny because the last time that when the lions went 0-16 back in 2007-2008 dan campbell was one of the tight ends on the team and now, you know, you fast forward all these years, <laughs> 13, 14 years, and now he's the head coach, and he's in jeopardy of going, you know, 0-17 now. Um, but, uh, all right, Titans versus Chiefs. Sam, what do you have on that game? Uh, I mean, I pretty much already hit on everything I got on them. I, I I bet on the Chiefs to win, and even though they cost me money, being the only team not to, Well, actually, the Ravens lost too, so it didn't matter. But, I mean... I mean, the Titans' defense is not good. Now, they they probably played well over their head on Sunday, which credit to them. But uh, they're not holding another team to three points in the in the league the rest of the season. I mean, this is a team, the Titans team, that lost to the Jets and then rattled off wins against the Bills and uh, Chiefs. So, Titans, are like, like you said, they play up and they play down to their competition. It just... I'm not convinced they got enough to get out of the second round of the playoffs, though, as as it stands. They can only ride Derrick Henry so far. Um, eventually, somebody, somebody's going to stop him. It ain't going to be the Chargers, but somebody's going to have to stop him, and I'm not sure Tannehill can do it. I mean, 
the Chiefs actually did a pretty decent job, by no means stopping him, but to Derrick Henry's standards, I mean, he had 80, 86 rushing yards. And, I mean, as far as slowing Derrick Henry down, that's about all you can ask for. What scares me if I'm a Chiefs fan or in the Chiefs organization is that Titans defense is easily bottom three, bottom five defense in the NFL. And they just held you without a touchdown. And you have a half-billion-dollar quarterback right there. That's what we were talking about is Patrick Mahomes has to be able to do something with this team. Like, I'm not saying he has to go out there and win, but there is absolutely zero excuse to no touchdown, not a single one to a bottom five defense. That's terrifying to me if I'm a Chiefs fan. So the Titans, I mean – Patrick Mahomes, so get this, Patrick Mahomes in his last 15 games, in his last 15 NFL games, he has thrown 15 interceptions. Uh, That's not great for anybody doing math back at home. Now, I do want to say something before I get into some pretty crazy Derrick Henry stats that I've found. Uh, The Titans, we kind of alluded to it in our opening takes. You're right, Sam. They do play to the level of their competition. However, they're going to win the AFC South, right? Easy. They're probably going to be the three seed at worst, in, in my opinion. They've got, you know, they've got an easy division. They're going to win at least 11 to 12 games. They're going to be one of the, the mid to high seeds. They're going to pull somebody, and Sam, we kind of talked about this in an earlier podcast episode. They're going to pull somebody not as good in the playoffs, but it's playoff football. Mm-hmm. When you get into playoff football, it is a it, the NFL in general is week to week. You know what I mean? Every week is its own season. I think whenever the Titans do get into the playoffs, and we're looking ahead because it's only week seven going into week eight, the Titans are going to perform. I mean, they showed up against the Bills. They did obviously they didn't show up against the Jets. You know, uh, I mean, their two best players, two of their three best players, were out that game, uh, and they put up a stinker, which you know that hurts. Uh, but they beat the Bills Monday Night Football. They beat the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, arguably one of the best teams within the past three to four years. I mean, they show up when the lights are the brightest. That's what you want at the end of the day. So I think whenever they get into a playoff situation, they're going to be a scary team to uh, to deal with, no matter how bad or good the defense is. Uh, so Derrick Henry finished with more passing touchdowns with Pat- than Patrick Mahomes. So shout out Derrick Henry. Uh, he's probably a better quarterback than Patrick Mahomes. Uh, see, guys, that's why we don't always just look at stats. Uh, so Derek Henry, Titans fans, uh, turn this up in your speakers right now. When Derek Henry rushes for under 100 yards, this is dating back to the 2019 season. The 2019 season is when Derek Henry really like burst onto the scene, had a thousand yard rushing season. You know, we kind of saw the shift that in 2019, okay, the offense is like, it is Derek Henry. Since 2019, in games that Derrick Henry rushes for under 100 yards, the Titans are 6-11. and 11. That's mm. tough. However, if you flip it, games since 2019 that Derrick Henry has rushed 
for plus 100 yards, 100 yards or more, the Tennessee Titans are 18-3. and Give them the ball, get out of the way. Now this, obviously, Drake, what you said, this is one of those rare situations where he rushed for under 100 yards. However, they still won the game. They played a great game top to bottom. Defense was great. Uh, Tannehill actually looked like he knew what he was doing. I mean, it it was a nice day. Um, But, yeah, Derrick Henry, if he doesn't rush for, you know, if he rushes for less than 100 yards, the Titans are 6-11. and Rushes more, he's 18-3. and Those are some wild stats. Just give him the ball and get out of the way. Yeah, and before uh, you finish up the Chiefs, I will say, Chiefs scored three points on Sunday. They were favored by four and a half. They couldn't even score what they were favored by, which I thought was hilarious. That's pretty tough. That is pretty tough, to be honest. Um, all right, New England Patriots versus the New York Jets. I think that backup quarterback, Mike White, I think he's better than Zach Wilson. I mean, maybe not talent-wise, but when he went into the game, the offense was much better. It flowed a lot better. And obviously, I'm not saying that this guy is better than Zach Wilson. I'm not saying that. But whenever he came in, it looked like the Jets knew what they were doing on offense. I mean, he wound up throwing a touchdown, and he had two picks. The game was out of reach whenever he came into the game anyways in the second quarter. But uh, I was actually pretty impressed by him. He's been in the league. This is his fourth season, guys. Sunday was his very first snaps that he's ever taken in the NFL, excluding preseason, obviously. So in the regular season, those were his first ever snaps in his fourth year, going up against the New England Patriots. And his first pass as an NFL player was a touchdown to Corey Davis. So... That's pretty cool. That's pretty. That, that's something cool to hang your hat on if you're if you're Mike White. He also went to Western Kentucky University. Shout out them. Uh, so, in terms of the Patriots, Brandon Bolden and Sam Mean, you were talking uh, before the podcast. Brandon Bolden was our leading receiver. He finished with six catches for seventy nine yards and a touchdown. I mean, Stupid. maybe Brandon Bolden. Maybe Brandon Bolden is he? He's our Randy Moss. That maybe that's just what it is. Um, also the Patriots, I get it. We put up a 50 burger, right? But we pulled out all the stops, which makes me kind of nervous. And we kept doing it. We ran three trick plays. Okay. One pass, uh, was, uh, Kendrick Bourne to Nelson Aguilar. That was the very first, uh, very, very first touchdown of the game. And we ran two more and the other two were, pretty unnecessary in terms of the the stage in the game and so me as a Patriots fan and I'm always glass half empty kind of guy I you know if we play well that's cool but let's look at like what we need to improve on and 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 go from there because you know that's what the NFL is about it's about getting better every single week and it was kind of alarming to me that we were pulling out all the stops late in the game when the game was out of reach it in my opinion what it says to me as a fan is Bill and and Josh McDaniels as well, because jo- Josh is calling the plays. It says to me that they are trying to give these guys some kind of void of confidence. Yep. You see what I'm saying? Hundred percent. Hey, let's get the score up as high as as high as we can. That way, when we go into the locker room after the game's over, 
Bill can talk to the guys and be like, hey, you see that? 50 points. Nobody else this year has put up 50 points except for us. That's what you're capable of. That's what this team is capable of. And we can go from there. Now, the Pats, three and four, two wins, two of the three wins are against the New York Jets. So, and then the other one's against the Houston Texans. Not great. So that's also a glass half empty if you look at it because our wins, three wins, not against the best teams. So, you know, uh, Sam, is it is this my week to make a final prediction about the Pats or do I have yeah, another Are you week? making it after this week or before this week, before the game? Uh, I know you said after the Jets you would make it. Well, so this, I, I, this, yeah. this coming week hasn't started. I'll make my prediction on Friday. All right. <laughs> uh, but that time is up. You are right. Uh, the Buccaneers at Bears, uh, only thing that needs to be said is I feel sorry for Justin Fields. Um, he got absolutely demolished this game. Now, he did play bad. I will say that. I, I Sam, you, you know, and, and Drake, you know, I have been an advocate for Justin Fields. I think he's got as much talent as you need in the NFL. But as we've said, especially last week, talent does not always win. He's got to understand how the game works. I think the game, honestly, is a little fast for him right now. I think as, you know, you see with a lot of quarterbacks, as they progress in their careers, the game starts slowing down for them. And uh, I, I hope Justin Fields figures it out at some point. But, all right, boys, ballers and bums. Uh, Sam, give me your first three ballers. Cooper Cup. Number one, Drake, I know you'll appreciate that. Second, Jamar Chase, another wide receiver, absolute – I mean, he's going nuts. I, I bashed them for not taking a tackle, and he has transformed their, their offense, Jamar Chase alone. Uh, you'd like to see Burrow have a little bit more protection, but, I mean, you take a tackle next year. I mean, they're 4-2, they're, 5-2 they're and two, five and two in the first in AFC, tied for first. He, and Jamar Chase is a big reason because of that. He's actually leading the league in receiving yards, or he was before Cup went off. Uh, and third is the Bucks defense. I, I realize the Bears are not very good offensively at all. Uh, so three ballers I got. Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan balling out in the past three games. He's been a top five quarterback in the NFL. Very quiet, but he still is. Matty Ice, I feel like the recent history of the Falcons, we tend to forget that. That is still Matty Ice. And same team, Kyle Pitts, looking like number four overall pick. Uh, had himself a day, seven receptions, 163 yards. Uh, I'm excited for the um, future, maybe not this season, but uh, Falcons fans have um, some good things to look forward to. Pause. Uh, Can you imagine if Deshaun Watson was traded to Atlanta? See, with Calvin not... Ridley, with Russell Gage, with Kyle Pitts? He is the quarterback be. is the quarterback play the problem there though? Uh, no, no. The Falcons as an organization is the problem, but uh, I mean Matt Ryan. I mean he's he's on one of his last legs. He's probably like thirty seven or thirty eight by now, yeah. so he, he is a lot older. But continue. And then my last baller, uh, he must have heard me last time I was on the podcast. Is going to be Damian Harris. Thankfully, on my fantasy team, fourteen carries, one hundred six yards, and two tuds. I told you, Jake, that it would be a struggle win if Damian Harris couldn't start running the ball better. And I'm telling you, they uh, they heard me because they definitely didn't struggle. All right, so my three ballers, I'm going to go with Sam. You took one of mine. Um, I'm going to go with 
even though it was a bad game, uh, Dearness Johnson, that dude had sent a DM to the uh, the Alliance Football League, uh, you know, saying, you know, hey, this is who I am. You know, I'm hoping to get a tryout. Uh, I, I had a previous, you know, workout with the Saints. And this was obviously before he was with the Browns. Uh, super cool story. He finished Thursday Night Football, 22 carries, 146 rushing yards, and a touchdown. I mean, your top two running backs for the Browns go out. Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, and this guy that nobody has ever heard of just comes in there and rolls. I mean, granted, you know, little caveat, the Browns' offensive line in terms of run blocking is probably, you know, top three in the NFL, uh, if not top one. Uh, but shout out that guy. Awesome story, you know. Uh, number two, I'm going to go with Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, I love Joe Burrow in general. Uh, and he also beat the Ravens, so that's a that's a double win in my book. Uh, he went 23 of 38, 416 yards. He was the leading uh, passer in passing yards this weekend. Uh, three touchdowns, one interception. The Bengals put up 41 points against an NFL defense that is one of the best against the pass. Look. I was kind of skeptical of Zach Taylor's decision and whoever their GM is to draft Jamar Chase above Panay Sula. I thought that they needed an offensive lineman and Panay Sula was like a can't-miss prospect because it's yeah. like, hey, you got your franchise quarterback, probably need to protect him. Boy, they know something that, that we don't. They were like, no, Jamar Chase, this guy is putting up better numbers than Randy Moss did in Randy Moss's rookie year. I mean... Hey, more power to them. They knew something that we didn't uh, because Jamar Chase is balling out. So, uh, yeah, my second baller is Joe Burrow. My third baller, my first was Jamar Chase, but, you know, Sam, you already had that one. Uh, number three, I'm going to have to go with – I'm going to have to go with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, he went 27 of 35, 274 yards. Three touchdowns, no picks. He did get sacked three times. He He's terrible at, like, avoiding sacks. Um, if you actually watch him play, people think that he's super mobile, and he is, but in terms of, like, moving in the pocket and avoiding pressure, he's not the best if you actually watch the games. But Aaron Rodgers, I watched a lot of that game against the Washington football team. He was, like, smiling the whole time. Like, it, it was like... He he was just like messing around with him and stuff. Like he wasn't even trying. It literally looked like he was not even trying. Like it looked like he was at forty percent that entire mm -hmm. game, and he was just laughing, cutting up with Chase Young. Like he was literally talking to Chase Young in between plays, and that's just like that's just who Aaron Rodgers is. When like the going is good, he's like he he's probably one of the funnest like players to watch, and also like personalities on the field to watch. When everything is bad, you know, it, it gets really bad. But, Drake, what do you got on that? Uh, man, I love watching Aaron Rodgers play because it's, it's a thing of beauty. But uh, after the Bears game, he had one of my favorite quotes of all time. And he just said, because it's so Aaron Rodgers. I mean, just calm, cool, collected, and then just says something that's like, could be the most simple quote, but then it's just like mind-blowing because it's coming from greatness, you know. And he said, how can you not be romantic about football, man? I love it. Yeah, I mean that's 
I mean that that's a rip off of uh of Moneyball, you know, Brad Pitt said that in Moneyball, but you know, it, it it's whatever. Uh you know, he he he's a movie guy. Um, oh, I apologize. I'm, thanks for the clarity. I didn't know. I thought he. Oh man, that sucks. Because I thought he he just said that. I was like, that's yeah, that's you, awesome. You thought <laughs> he made that up? Yeah. Yeah. But, <laughs> Sam, give me your three bombs. It was it was a sneaky good weekend for bombs. Yeah. Uh, first gonna be Sam Darnold again. I mean, four weeks in a row. By the way, maybe the Jets weren't the problem. They're the main problem, but he's a secondary problem. Uh, he's bad. Like I said, he's just he's just terrible. And maybe McCaffrey's just that good. I don't know. Uh, second bum, our boy Pat Mahomes. Nine interceptions on the year, and we're seven games in. Uh, I mean, he sucks. I'm just gonna say it right now. Right now, he sucks. He's not a top five quarterback right now. And in terms of playing wise, he's a fringe top ten guy. In terms of how quarterbacks are playing right now, not a skill, just how they're playing right now. And that's not crazy for me to say, I don't think. 100%. Uh, I totally agree with you. And my third bum, you know, I had the Jets my third bum, but I changed it right before our podcast because I I told you I remembered something. that the guy, Whoever got the, the game ball from the 600th touchdown pass and gave it away, and here's what they gave it away for. Here's what the final haul. So you, they, the guy gets two signed jerseys plus a helmet from Tom, a signed Mike Evans jersey plus his game cleats, $1,000 in credit at the Bucks team store, store, and two season tickets for the remainder of this season plus the next. Bro, that's $500,000. That's life-changing money. I don't care if freaking I, Justin Herbert and Phillip Rivers themselves, 1000 touchdown pass and I got the ball you better back the Brinks truck up for me because I like I said I say that now because my quarterback did and I got the ball I probably like, yeah here have take have it for free you don't have, you don't owe me nothing but if it's Tom Brady and I'm getting the ball like no sorry Tom you got you you can cough up a mill or 50 or 500k or something like that I mean that guy great guy you got to respect the guy for doing that because he could have played hardball but He's a bum for the week for me. Hey, apparently Tony Romo just wanted a date with Giselle. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sam, something that, that you alluded to right there, uh, with Patrick Mahomes not being a top 10 quarterback, just right off the cuff, I, while you were talking, I, I made this list, and I made a list of 11 quarterbacks, and this is just off the top of my head, I could be leaving somebody out, that are better than Patrick Mahomes currently, okay? In no particular order. Tom Brady, Dak Prescott, Matthew Stafford, Aaron Rodgers, Joe Burrow, Josh Wilson, or Josh Allen, Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, Derek Carr, Justin Herbert, and Ryan Tannehill. That's 11 quarterbacks that are currently right now, I mean, Playing better, than, better than Patrick Mahomes. Yep. It's just a fact. Uh, Drake, what do you got on your bums? Uh, so for my first bum, it is going to be the offenses of the Chiefs, the Panthers, the Texans, and the Bears between four teams, not a single touchdown in today's uh, day and age. The game today, absolutely unacceptable. Uh, gotta, ha- I mean, touchdowns, it's so hard to play defense in the NFL. So you're telling me you can't get a touchdown. Uh, second bum, man, it's tough because he took, I had Sam Darnold also. It's just Justin Fields, man, three interceptions. I know you're young, you're a rookie, but man, you got to earn your stripes. It's tough. I'm going to go Rams, 
special teams coordinator, defensive coordinator, just letting the Lions absolutely run them in the uh, trick plays for the first quarter. Uh, I hated watching it. They just got out coached, but they found a way to get it done. But that first quarter, I was like, wow. He said he texted me. He said Jared Goff revenge tour is a real thing, and I was terrified for about fifteen minutes of game time. You guys took two of my three bombs, and I don't have any others written down, so I'm going to try to make some up. Uh, but the New York Jets, yeah, New York Jets is will have to be my first one now. They lost fifty four to thirteen. They only had two hundred and ninety nine yards of total offense most quarterbacks in the league throw for 299 yards every week just by themselves i mean that that's tough the patriots defense has not been that great this year uh don't know if anybody's watched it's not the patriots of old i mean to only have 299 yards of total offense that's tough that's a tough day at the yard uh i'm gonna pull this tweet up i wasn't gonna talk about it but i guess i will my second bomb is going to have to be Nick Wright. Uh, I hate Nick him. Wright, yeah, a lot of people don't like him because he's such a Patrick Mahomes honk and he doesn't care about anything else. Uh, he said the Chiefs, this is the most, oh, this is the most Nick Wright tweet I've ever seen. The Chiefs may be terrible and I may have, I may be having my first sub 500 picks year in forever. But at least Tom Brady incompletions are still getting DPI flags, so something remains the same. It's like, dude, like, we get it. You love Patrick Mahomes. You love the Chiefs. You hate Tom Brady. Like, we get it. Uh, the Bears were, I don't have, I have no idea what Nick Wright is talking about because the Bears only had a total of four penalties in the entire game. In the entire game. And one of them was a defensive pass interference call in the first quarter where Mike Evans got absolutely mauled. Like, I have no idea what Nick Wright is talking about. It's like, he's just one of those guys that like, no matter what, you know, he's like Rob Barker or, or Max Kellerman or whoever that like, whatever he thinks, like he has to twist it somehow to fit his narrative. And he failed at it. Like he just needs to take ownership. Like, Hey, maybe Patrick Mahomes isn't, you know, isn't all that good, but that doesn't get clickbait. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking about this. I didn't want to get crucified and list him as one of my bums, uh, but I'm going to have to go with Titans fans. Strictly off social media, what I've seen, two giant wins on the Chiefs and the uh, Bills in prime time. Uh, I went to a week three game with a good friend of mine who's a Colts fan, and he had things thrown at him. He was cussed at. And the Titans were winning, uh, and it was crazy to me because I, as a, uh, I am a Titans fan. I support them; they're my second team. I just—it's one of those things where you always say, "Act like you've been there before." I've seen uh, posts on Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram, all this stuff. I mean, giving these guys middle fingers, cussing at them, say "Go home," all this stuff. Like, yeah, at the end of the day, guys, it is a ball game. It is a game. These people are humans. I mean, act like you've been there. And I know, you know, alcohol may get the best to you. And I, I haven't been to too many uh, games in different uh, cities, but it, it sucks to see as a fellow Nashville native. All right, boys, uh, my third one, I don't know. I'll probably give it to Patrick Mahomes, too. I mean, we've already talked about him. I also had Justin Fields written down. 
power rankings. We're not going to do listen up guys, we're not going to do MVP this week. We'll we'll resurface that next week. Feel like we're getting a little saturated talking about MVPs every week. So, power rankings. Sam, give me your 1 through 5. All right, my 1 through 5. Uh I posted differently on Twitter, but I'm changing it up to think about it. The Buccaneers. I uh, I realize <sighs> who they just played is not a very good team, but you give me the Buccaneers and the Cardinals right now, and I had to bet my life on it, I'm taking the Buccaneers. Two, Cardinals, uh, 7-0. Uh, I still don't respect them for whatever reason. I don't know why. I just I can't give it to them yet. They, I know they beat down the Rams, and besides that, they hadn't done really anything that great, I don't think. Three, the Dallas Cowboys. I know they were off this past week, but uh, – I just I th- they're playing some good ball right now, running and passing it. I wouldn't want to play defense against them. Uh, Bills number four. They were also off this week. I know they're coming off a bye. They were number five up for me last week. I bumped them up and I put the Rams at five purely because Detroit's not that good at the end of the day, and Rams are probably two touchdowns better than them. But it, the Rams did win, so they stay in the top five because you know, winning is all that matters. Drake. Um. Yeah, I kind of agree with you on number one. Buccaneers are just playing too good right now to not have them up there. I know uh, week three, the Rams did uh, put up a pretty good showing against them, but it's been four weeks. It's a lot of football. It's a lot of time in between, and right now they're just playing the best football in the NFL right now. Uh, Two, going to go with the Cardinals. Just because they have given me no reason to not put them there. They're undefeated. Um I agree once again with you, Sam. I think if the Cardinals and the Bucks play head to head, it's the Bucks. Uh, three going to go with the Rams. Uh, Rams, you know, close to my heart, but they've got to play better. They got to play better if they want a actual chance at this. They are winning games, but not in good enough fashion. Uh, four Dallas Cowboys. I think Dallas has a really complete football team, um, and. The way that defense First time is just, we've been able to say that in a while, that Dallas has a complete football team. Right, and that defense is complementing their already stout offense. Um, so be on the lookout for the Cowboys. And number five, going to go with the Bills. I know they came off that loss against the Titans, uh, but I still think they are also one of the more complete front-to-back football teams. And I, I think it's the NFL, guys. Uh, anybody can beat anybody week to week. So that's my top five. Uh, I'm going to leave the Cardinals at the number one spot. Boo! Yeah. I wanted to put them at at least number two because of J.J. Watt and how much J.J. Watt loves cameras. I think J.J. Watt, you know how like people have, you know, their trainer, like they might have their, their personal trainers, like Tom Brady uh, brings along Alex Guerrero, uh, his massage guy and his TB12 guy, like literally everywhere he goes, like he's allowed sideline access. I think that J.J. Watt has like a camera guy or like he has a uh, a personal like videographer that literally follows him around everywhere and is like, all right, no matter what, you put the camera on me and you make sure that the, uh, the audio is heard because he is such, J.J. Watt is the biggest, like, look-at-me guy in the NFL and, like, look at how good of a teammate I am. And, like, J.J. Watt is so annoying. I wanted to bump them down, but you can't argue with what they are. I mean, nobody has beat them yet. 
and they've got one of the best quarterbacks in the league that might win MVP this year. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury, shoot, that dude fooled me. He looks like he knows what he's doing now as a head coach. Uh, so I would have never thought that Cliff Kingsbury would would know what he's doing. He used to be Tom Brady's backup, by the way, uh, third string back in the day. Fun fact. Uh, so I'm going cards number one. Number two, I don't want to give it to him, but I'm going to. It's going to be the Bucks, and it's only because the Bills lost last week. That's the only reason. Um, uh, the Bucks basically just by default move into the number two slot. They're not the second best team in the NFL. Their secondary is still horrible. Um, I I get Justin Fields threw three interceptions, but they were literally like, "Give me interceptions!" Like they, 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 the Bucks def- defenders had no choice but to intercept uh, Justin Fields. They're, now their front seven, it's arguably the best in the NFL. I mean, you could you could argue Drake. I I do think that the Rams have one of the best front sevens in the NFL as well. Uh, the Bills, I I'm going to retract. The Bills probably have the best front seven. Cowboys have a stellar front seven. Um, but yeah, I guess I'm just gonna go Bucks by default. Uh they they still have a lot of holes on on defense, actually. Number three, I'm gonna go with the Buffalo Bills. Uh just got to, I mean, they were my number two and number one for like the entire season. Uh I get it. They lost Monday night football, but you know. The Bills are the Bills. Josh Allen is still Josh Allen. They're going to figure it out. Uh, So they'll get my number three slot. I'm going to go number four. I'm going to go with the Dallas Cowboys at number four. I'm sorry, Drake. The the Rams are going to have to move down the list this week. But the Cowboys, I get that Sam, same thing. They, they, you know, they're on a bye week, whatever. But the Cowboys, you look around the league, they're on a bye. And you look around at these other teams that are playing, and it's like, wow, the Cowboys are looking at these other teams and these other games. The Cowboys are are legit. I mean, Drake, you said it best. Like this is the the most complete that the Dallas Cowboys has been since I can remember. I mean, I I can't think of a time when they literally top to bottom offense clicking, defense clicking, special teams nobody cares. But like besides that, everything's clicking. Mike McCarthy, I mean, I think he's an idiot, but I mean, it looks like he's good with the offense at least. Number five, I'm going to go with Los uh, Angeles Rams. Bad win, if you want to call it that. Uh, I mean, a win's a win in the NFL. But Mm -hmm. Stafford, Drake, playing out of his mind. Uh, I think that he should be in the, the MVP conversation. The fact that, you know, the only graphics that anybody shows on social media is of like Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, and I don't Herbert, know. Herbert, Herbert was on on one. Herbert of was on there last week, so yeah. I, they're making strides. But I mean, the MVP conversation should probably be like Kyler, Derrick Henry, uh, Herbert, Tom, Tom, and and Stafford. I mean, I don't know who else y- Josh you Allen. could give you it to, and uh, Josh Allen too. Drake, I do think hot take. I do think that Cooper Cup should get MVP consideration. This dude is on pace Michael Thomas's uh receiving record. Oh, he's going to break pretty sure. he, he's on pace to break Calvin Johnson's yardage uh, record. Yardage record as 1900 well. 1900 yards. Um so the fact that a like a white slot receiver 
is going to be able to do that is insane to me. Like the yardage and the catches and Michael Thomas, that was a, that the catch thing. That was a record that Marvin Harrison set back in 04. Michael Thomas that, just beat that last season, or uh, sorry, two seasons ago. Well, so the that, Calvin that, Johnson and Cooper Cup. What Sam was talking about? What's the common denominator there? Matthew Stafford. Talib Crabtree. I messed that up every single week. Talib Crabtree, beef of the week. Drake, you've got an interesting one. Non-NFL, what do you got? Uh, just hilarious that the retirement Lakers, or retirement home Lakers, uh, saw Anthony Davis and Dwight Howard getting into it. Never thought I'd see that side of Anthony Davis. I just thought that was interesting. I think, yeah, Dwight, no doubt. I think it, Dwight called Anthony Davis soft, and Anthony Davis didn't like hearing it, even though he is soft. Coming from it, a Lakers, coming coming from a Lakers fan, what I think and how the situation went down is Anthony Davis got mad at Dwight for something, and Dwight was like, "I'm sorry, I messed up. I'm just out here playing hard, unlike you." And Anthony Davis probably didn't like that being called out like that in front of everybody. And then, like I said, they won a championship together. They're fine now. At the heat of the moment getting blown out by the freaking sun so you lost in the playoffs too probably was a it was a culmination of frustration and everything like that but my beef of the week is going to be the human brain versus split decisions so sam you alluded to it earlier with your bum of the week about the the tom brady and the the 600th uh, uh touchdown career passing record so Byron Kennedy, that's the guy's name that, you know, Mike Evans gave him the 600 touchdown ball to. So I want to do a little breakdown, uh, Sam, a little deeper dive into your bum. And this is why I titled this the human brain versus split decisions. So the ball, you alluded to it earlier, minimum at auction would go for 500K, right? Yeah, right. I saw some people on Twitter, it was... It was probably 70% whenever it came out what all the guy was getting. Mm-hmm. It was probably 70% people were like, oh, that's a pretty sweet deal. I took the liberty of actually diving into the numbers. So if that ball is worth $500,000 at minimum, listen to this. A Tom Brady, uh, he's given them uh, two Tom Brady autographed jerseys, correct? Mm-hmm. Those are worth about $4,000 each, okay? A signed helmet from Tom Brady is worth about $3,000. A Mike Evans signed jersey is worth about 480 bucks. Signed Mike Evans game-worn cleats, $1,000. Th- another thousand in store credit. Two years, one full season, and the rest of this season worth of season tickets. That for the bucks is if you get seats at the 50-yard line, is going to run you around 1500 bucks a year for one. Okay, for one ticket for season tickets. In total, you add all that up, that is a value of $12,480. And this guy had a football worth 500 bills, okay? Mm-hmm. $500,000. I tell you what, if I'm that guy, right? If I'm the dude that Mike Evans was dumb enough to give Tom Brady 600 touchdown ball away and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers ball boy was coming over to me, I'd be like, uh, yeah, I tell you what, I'll give you this ball back for all that stuff. Plus, I want to have a dinner with Tom Brady. I want to exchange cell phone numbers with him. Two <laughs> nights a week, I come over and we have a little, you know, 
avocado ice cream together. And then I want a mandatory couples massage once a week with Alex Guerrero uh, at the helm of it with Tom Brady. That's what I'm demanding from Tom Brady if if he wants this 600 touchdown ball. Five, guys, $500,000. And he got a total value worth $12,480. You know, if that's me, I only demand one thing. I demand Tom Brady admit he cheated the whole season where they beat every season they beat the Chargers in the playoffs. <laughs> that's the only thing I demand. <laughs> Just let me hear you say it. Come out and say you cheated. (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah, that's that's crazy. Like I say, you we sound tough, all big and bad, but if it actually happens, you got everybody looking at you. You're hated because that's so mean. And I'm pretty sure you get up to the top of the steps, and security assassinates you anyway. I mean, do whatever they want. I think there's certain people out here out there, selfish people, whatever, blah blah blah. I don't think any of us are like that at heart, and I think I don't think any of us would do it. I think if if it's all if it's Stafford, Herbert, Tom Brady, I think I'm just gonna be smiling ear to ear, be like, yeah, sure, give me whatever you want. Just let me. I want to meet her. Honestly, I want to meet Herbert. I, I, that, that's what I would like. I'm like, let me have a sit down. Let me go get lunch with Herbert, and we got a deal. I'll, I would just lifetime. try to explain, like, dude, like. This is life changing money. Like, can't you give me something? Like, Tom Brady should at least give that dude fifty thousand. Like, like, I mean, let me something. let me stay, Tom. Let me stay in a wing at your house, like for a month, or for like ev- for the rest ever. of the season. Forever. Well, Tom. Tom did say that he, there was something special, also that they they were gonna give him. So maybe, maybe he maybe he did something. Tom's a good guy, and Tom's not short on funds either. Maybe give him a date with Giselle or something like that. Oh yeah, I don't. I mean, there's got to be something more because. <laughs> That they got away with robbery because of uh, Mike Evans. I'd want Mike Evans game game check because that was his fault. And Sam, you're right. Regardless, Tom was gonna get that ball back no matter what. I mean, like that's that's just how that's just how that kind of thing goes. But something interesting that I saw was Mike Evans caught three total touchdowns in that game, right? Well, the other two, I would have figured that Mike Evans would like look for that guy again in the stands and give him a different ball. You see what I'm saying? That would he make that it. would he yeah. gave the ball to like two other different people and I, I thought that was hilarious because I was just waiting for Mike Evans to find that guy again and go over to him and get and be like, Hey bro, here's a different ball. How about that? Is that is that right. his thing? Does he do that after every touchdown? Yeah, he he always like throws the ball up to uh, to some that. people. Yeah, yeah, oh, I I'd be ecstatic if I got one of those balls. So, uh Aaron Rodgers was on the Pat McAfee show and we, they were kind of talking about that and he's got hilarious stories about how his 100 uh his 100 touchdown pass, I think uh Greg Jennings like launched it into the stands without thinking like his 300 touchdown pass. I think it was Devonte Adams' first touchdown. So he didn't get that one, and like there's a couple more that was like I don't think he's gotten any of. He's probably I don't even know if he's at 400 or where he's at, uh, but I don't think he's gotten any of them. It's pretty funny. Well, all right, guys, that'll do it for this episode. Again, uh, on Friday's episode, we will have Matt McCarthy on. Uh, he's with 98.5 The Sports Hub in Boston. Uh, check out his stuff before the uh, before the interview on Friday. We're gonna talk. Uh, Sam, we're going to talk a little Red Sox, if that's okay with you, that's just fun, a tad. Uh, but he baseball. also, he's he's a big Patriots guy. Yeah, chomp on Drake, whatever. Uh, uh, anyways, if I tell you what, guys, if the Sox would have uh, would have won and played the Braves in the World Series, I'm buying tickets. Like, I don't care how expensive it would have been. I'm buying tickets, and I'm there. 
Um, so yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see you guys on Friday.